Good evening, councillors, uh, members of the public, and our PCSO, and we also have an officer from West Cheshire and Chester. It's a long agenda, so I'm only, whoever the speakers are this evening, I'm only allowing them so much time. As you can see, you've got three pages to go through. Thank you. Apologies for absence. Yeah, we've got apologies from Councillor Alton, Martin, Holt, Brown, Jones and Sutton. Can I mention that uh, Councillor Jones is not here because he's been in a car accident. Uh, declarations of interest. Councillor Reynolds, we'll start with you please. Uh, none that I know of. None that I know of. None at this time. No. I am none. No, I know. I know. I know. Thank you. Number 50, the minutes of a meeting, number two, on the 21st of May 2018. Is it your wish that I sign them? Is it a true record? I'll second it. All those in favour? Thank you. meeting number three on the 4th of June 2018 to approve and sign. I propose. Have a seconder. All those in favour? Thank you. Number 52, we have the right, the right for the public to speak, and that's our PCSO. Right, good evening everyone, alright? Yes. Um, right, first of all, I, I want to discuss something about antisocial behaviour. Um, just recently I've been made aware of some antisocial behaviour on salt works playing fields, um, mo mostly by the wooded area by the school, where we've seen, I've seen for myself, trees have been chopped down, and there's, they've been creating fires, and there's drug activity. Now, of those, the, the fires would cause me the most issue. Um, I've, I've been down to look at them on a number of occasions and spoken to the site manager at the school, and we're both equally concerned that you know, should should there be a fire there, it's the school that will be affected. It'll be the houses and possibly the motorway as well. Um, I've reported it to Cheshire West and Chester Council, both via email and via the Smile app on my phone. And to be fair, they've been out and started to have a look at the issue. Um, I don't know what they're intending to do long term with that wooded area. I think that's uh, a debate to be had for another time. But at the moment. 
Uh, we're going to keep an eye on it. We're going to, I'm going to class as part of my hotspot patrolling over the summer. Um, and I know that other colleagues uh, have been made aware of it and they're going to do the same. Um, we've got an operation running over the summer for the whole of the uh, local policing unit in Chester. Um, and that is targeting antisocial behaviour hotspots, both ones that we've identified recently and also ones where we suffered last year. So for, for Frodsham, the main areas are going to be Castle Park and Saltworks. Castle Park last year was a particular hotbed of antisocial behaviour. The, the good news for, for some, not, not for me, is that I'm here most of the summer this year, whereas last year I had most of the summer off. So I'm going to be targeting those two areas, and I make no secret of it. There's been kids on Castle Park tonight, but they're just playing football, and that's what I want them to do. And I engage with them, so that there shouldn't be any issues. And hopefully we'll see a bit more of a peaceful summer for everyone and a safe one for everyone. So that's, that's the sort of not very nice stuff out of the way. Um, the good stuff uh, recently, the community speed watch that we've, we've had running for a few years now, it's, it's sort of up and running again. We held a, a training session for new volunteers on the 14th of July. We've now got about eight volunteers for the scheme. Uh, we're always looking to recruit more, but they've, they've been trained up and they went out for two sessions on Fluent Lane last Wednesday. Um, it, with, within the two sessions, they managed to catch 49 motorists exceeding the speed limit, and the highest was 44 over that time. So we did an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. And I did put it up on Facebook. I put it on our Frodsham Police Facebook page and Twitter page, so people were aware of where we were going to be. Maybe not the times, but they were aware. I'm not frightened to let anyone know. The idea behind the Community Speedwatch is not to create money, it's, it's to um, educate people. So it's, you know, when people put on Facebook, oh, they're out there again, it's a money-making scheme. It's not. I can't remember the last time I issued a ticket for speeding. I want to educate people. I'd rather the community speedwatch volunteers come back with blank sheets. But at the moment, that's not the case. Certainly on Fluent Lane, and we'll be targeting all roads in the area. So in, in various events that I'm going to be at in the future, we're going to be looking to recruit more and more. So if, if you happen to know anyone that might be interested in sparing an hour of, of their, their day, once a week, once a fortnight, let me know and uh, I'll get them trained up. Um, schools, most of the schools have now broken up for the summer, but over the past couple of months I've engaged with pupils both primary and high school. Um, at the primary school we've been doing more road safety, let's walk, and I've also had the pleasure of attending some school summer fairs. And then at the high school, we've been busy assisting new students with the transition, moving up from primary school to high school, to have engaged with them, both um, doing talks to them, and then we've, we've been involved in the, the transition days where they've come to the school to have a look around. Um, the youth club, we're, we're holding another Panic Age football event at the youth club on Thursday the 9th of August. Uh, this follows an event that we held on Friday the 29th of June um, and it's, it's designed to engage with the local youths. It's, it's the area that I particularly like and I enjoy so I continue to do it and hopefully it has an impact long term uh, when we're trying to engage with youths who, are, who may be causing antisocial behaviour. The summer ward walks, just a reminder that uh, we've got the four summer ward walks coming up. The first one being tomorrow, uh, Overton and Five Crosses. Um, starting at 6 o'clock, um, meeting at the Methodist Church car park, although someone told me today 
there is a memorial service starting at five o'clock there so if you're coming in the car probably park around the corner but we'll, we'll meet somewhere around there you'll, you'll see me I stick out like a sore thumb um, Castle Ward on Wednesday uh, meeting again at six o'clock this will be just here at Castle Park uh, at the house here Waterside Ward is on Sunday and that will be meeting at four o'clock at Saltworks Car Park and then lastly Lakes Ward on Thursday the 2nd of August again at six o'clock meeting at the Community Centre Car Park um, as many of you can come along you don't have to stick to your own wards if you want to come to other wards it's it's for everyone and residents as well if anyone wants to tag along it's great that the residents come as well my police surgeries for the next couple of months um, Tuesday the 7th of August here at Castle Park House 10 till 11 Wednesday the 22nd of August, again at Castle Park House between 10 and 11. On the 29th of August, 10 and 11 at Brew and Tucker on Church Street. Then into September, Tuesday the 18th of September between 10 and 11 here at Castle Park House. And then Monday the 24th of September before the next full town council meeting, 6 till 7 here. Okay. Um, we, we've also got running um, a regular police surgery at Frodsham Fire Station or the community police base that we've got now and that's run every Wednesday so every Wednesday between 2 and 3 there will be a dedicated police community support officer at the fire station it might not be me and it's not just for Frodsham residents but there will be someone there every Wednesday between 2 and 3 so we split it between us whoever's on a late shift so this Wednesday it'll be, it'll be myself and lastly, we've got the open day at Frodsham Fire Station this coming Saturday between 11am and 3pm. And there's a rumour going around that the local PCSO is going to be in the stocks for a short while. <laughs> so it could be an opportunity to, for someone to get a soak in. So please come along and, and sort of support both ourselves and the fire station if you can. And that's me all done. Any, any questions? Yes. Hotspot areas, have you made sure that the controlling are aware of the hotspots? It's done the through, makers. what I do, I mentioned, I, I give a list of hotspot areas to Chester, to the ASB units. What they do with that information, I don't know. I would, I would hope that's the case. But every day there are four dedicated officers, both police officers and PCSOs, from all across Chester. And, and they're on this operate off provision and they will go to all the hotspot areas. So every day they'll be visited, they'll go in two, so it'll be visited by uh, two lots of officers at least once a day. So that's aside from anything I would do. I'm only on the off one day, so I'll be pulled to other areas, but I, I would assume that the control room will know as well. But I'll, I'll ask the question anyway. Well, anyway, thank, well done. thank you very much. Your time. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Come to item 53 and and uh, to um, yes yes sorry yeah. 52 to um, yes what's her name Mrs Mel Halper yeah Mrs Mel Halper to speak please. Can I 
I'm, I'm one over. I think your presentation is brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so my name is Melanie Horsall and I'm here today to represent the Waterside community with regards to the Ship Street plot and to talk about the Green Gates Community Project. Before I do this, let me tell you a quick history about this plot of land and people's opinions on developing this site. Opposite the Esso garage was a children's play area, sandpit and playing field, which, was now, which is now Volunteer Street. Harry Helsby owned this piece of land, and he would get his wagons to fill the sandpit up when it needed sand in it. He gave this piece of land to Runcorn and Halton Council, the children of Newtown, which is now Frodgham. Runcorn and Halton Council decided to build on this land. Locals were not happy, marches happened, with the local residents, so they decided that they would build on this land, but instead give the locals an enclosed play area in Ship Street with a covenant order on this piece of land so no one could build on it. A few weeks ago, I learned that an informal meetings were happening with Weaver Vale Housing Trust in regards to building houses on this plot of land, and agreements with Quack to drop the covenant order for a slice of 30%. I also learned from another local resident that in 2013, as part of the production of the Quack Local Plan, a Strategic Housing Land Availability Assessment 2013 was carried out. These documents laid out the future requirements for housing up to 2030. Although they are very thorough in including all possible building sites in Frodham, there was a mention, there was no mention of the Sheep Street playing field. It, also, it should also be noted that the target number of dwellings called for in the local plan has almost been achieved and there are still 12 years to run. So there's really no need for building on that plot of land. Um, so we decided to carry out an initial assessment of opinion which entailed a small petition around that plot of land to see what the community felt about whether they wanted any building on this plot of land. And we've got a petition here signed by the local residency around that plot of land to say they don't want building on it. So, but because we haven't had much time to go around the whole of Weaver Vale, we still want, we'd still get to do that. And um, that's one of our plans is to do the whole of Weaver Vale, not just that strip of land. But because of the time scale, it was just a bit short notice. Um, we also have a Facebook site called Green Gates Frodgham which has 84 people at present in two weeks that have included themselves on it. Um, so there's great interest to keep this community field out for the community. We've done this with minimal advertisement as yet. 
So our belief is that already in such a short time scale, people want this plot of land to be kept in the community for a play area, local community use. So after talking to the local people, after having local meetings, we started to find that local people wanted the same things. We would like to request that the council press the pause button on any sale of the Green Gates land on Ship Street. And we would like to ask for some time so that we can develop a more detailed plan that we envisage, envisage for this land. In this first instance, we, will, we are presenting the council with a sample of the 2D plan an example of what we'd like to do with the area. The plan includes a play area, seating picnic area, parking and allotments, which includes a wildflower conservation area. We would like very much to include elderly residents with this, as there's a large population of elderly in the area and we feel social isolation can be a, pro can be a problem. As the field is fenced on all sides and very secure, we feel it is an ideal space for younger and special needs children. At the moment, there are no enclosed play areas apart from the one with the, by the doctor's surgery, which is quite small, and it will cater for under 11s. Our plan, is our vision and our community project, this is designed by Lucy, one of, the, one of the residents on Ship Street. Some of the details about the building was given by another resident on Ship Street. Everyone wants to get involved in this community project and we feel that we want to put the pause button on while we get some time to develop this. That's it really. Thank you. Thank you. Can I... Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's like uh, deja vu. Yeah. I was sat there only two and a half years ago in the same situation. You're right what you say, you've got to go around the old community because that's how we came back with mm -hmm. the evidence. You bring the evidence back and they will listen to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, I fought it on losing green space, so I'd be a hypocrite if I went against. Mm -hmm. But it's just like listening to myself there two years ago. We had to find the evidence, that was it. And it's about timescale. We need some time. We haven't I literally only found out about three, four weeks ago. It's not a lot of time to no. to get this in place and to get this this right for the residents the we avail really. And we feel that this is our passion really and, and everybody feels the same. And whilst we've spoken to the residents that all want this to happen. <coughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, we're going to discuss it later. Thank I do. You. We're going to discuss it later. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Mrs. Yes, Mrs. Scott. Thank you. Uh, good evening. I'll be very quick, I hope. Um, I particularly wanted to speak um, a little bit about item 59.1 on the agenda. One of the recommendations is radical. Um, it might not go down well with some, but it is to abolish the roles of mayor, deputy mayor and junior mayors. Now, somebody could pick this to bits statistically and I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't blame them at all, but admin of Frodsham Facebook, which a lot of Frodsham take note of, um, kindly put a poll on a few weeks ago asking people whether they felt that Frodsham needed a mayor. 
Surprisingly, there were 207 people who responded. 125 people said no. 56 people said they don't care. And 26 people said yes. <coughs> now, to put that in perspective, that 60% said no, and 27% said, said they don't care. So 87% said no or they don't care. Now, very shortly, you're going to be voting on whether um, you pay some money to refurbish some of the regalia. And I'd like to propose that you discuss deferring that decision until maybe the new cohort comes in in May 2019. I'm pretty sure that a lot of our present cohort of councillors would actually pass up their place to be the next mayor. I don't know whether it'd be quite the same as 87%, but I suspect quite a number would actively wish to pass up. So I really do wonder, do we really need a mayor, a junior mayor? Now I appreciate that this is important to some, and I appreciate very much that going to civic functions and feeling that your regalia makes you feel like Cinderella going to the ball, I very much appreciate that. Um, and what I would suggest is, that maybe if you feel like that, you could perhaps take the higher, higher moral ground and say, you know, we care for our, our residents. There are members of our community who struggle to feed their family at the end of the week. And we at Frodsham Town Council have resolved to do all we could to reduce the preset burden. And part of that is by not paying to have the regalia refurbished. So all I would ask is that you maybe consider those thoughts. And I wonder whether there's something quite poignant about the very first Mayor of Frodsham being the last Mayor of Frodsham and what an accolade it would be. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Anyone to say? Vanessa this evening, she's a West Cheshire and Chester officer to speak about the good shed and the car parking. <coughs> Would anyone be objective if I do both together and I can explain where the good shed fits in? Yes. Has anyone any objections to fitting the two together? Sorry, I do particularly because the car parking we have been discussing for three okay. years, four years, the good shed, you've given us three weeks. Um, so I think they, I know they have a link, but the consultation for the good shed is too short. Again, we need to put the pause button on the good shed. Um, and I want to hear what you've got to say, why you want to bring the two together. When we've had four years for car parking, you haven't introduced what you've got. Happy still in 70%. Yeah. 
Is that, is that the wish of the councillors? Well, I, I, I'm perfectly happy for them to... Because in actual fact, we've had a tremendous amount of time regarding the Yud Shed. The Yud Shed was, um, was, it was a focal point of um, um, fraud, sham, foundation, not doing anything about it. And, um, and it, fa it failed miserably. Um, and I actually think we've, we've had the Yud Shed, uh, and, and the proposal was made in 2015, that we should be considering knocking it down. Uh, for more space, because we, we knew about the Halton Curve, so, but it's, it's down to, you know, one way or the other, the two are inextricably linked. Of course, the third thing is linked to it all is the tip, and that doesn't seem to be in any of the conversations uh, so far. That's the wish of the other councillors. I'm happy, I don't mind how they dealt with uh, one after the other altogether, or the other way around, whichever, as long as we get a full update, that's well, the it. Can I have a proposal in a second that we take them both together? Am I? No? I propose them together. Sorry? I propose them together. You propose them, have I a seconder? I'll second Yeah. All those in favour? Those against? That's carried. <laughs> you can do the... Two together. Yes, both together, please. Um, so... What I thought would be helpful would be just to uh, run through the recommendations of the parking structure just to remind everybody um, what they were. Um, the action plan for fraudulent healthy does appear on the um, Cheshire West website um, it, under the search parking strategy. So the information is there if you want to refer to it um, later or again. So the proposals um, for the parking um, strategy for fraudulent were um, in essence, that the um, parking needs to be controlled uh, better than it currently is. Um, in particular, um, dwell time surveys showed that the people were parked, the majority of people were parked in excess of eight hours on Frogging Station car park, but not only there. And there were actually quite a substantial uh, number who were parked in excess of nine hours um, on that car park. Now, there was also um, long-time parking as well on Main Street, uh, whereas those spaces are particularly for, for residents for um, turnover for businesses. So the controls that were uh, recommended were um, a tariff to apply on more, lay, on more lane car park to increase availability for short stay, but not to uh, prohibit long stay. Um, Frogging station car park, similarly, a tariff required to increase availability for short stay, but maintain a provision for long stay. Um, the, the extension at the bottom, the same, to be, to be treated the same as at Frogin Station, the main car park. Um, the health centre, no tariff for facility users, but the maximum stay recommended. So this is so it's kept for its intended purpose, but with exemptions for staff, obviously. Um, so the will to work extension, a tariff required to suit multiple user types, uh, and Main Street Bay's no tariff but maximum stay recommended between 8am and 6pm with resident exemptions to remove long stay use and dedicate to short stay use. And the tariffs that were recommended were 20 pence up to 2 hours, 50 pence up to 4 hours, um, 1 pound up to 6 hours and then 1 pound 50 up to 8 hours. As well as that, there were car park improvements that were recommended 
um, and they were graded as to whether they were high priority, medium priority, and low priority. Um, and the high priority um, improvements were the station car park extension, very poor quality, needed to be raised to a high standard, urgently requiring surfacing, bay markings, layout, CCTV, proper signage and lighting. lighting. The will-to-work extension, again, very poor quality, um, surfacing required, bay markings, layout, lighting, signage, CCTV. Uh, more laying was only medium, um, and there was some, the surface and the bay markings and layout were considered good, but CCTV would have proper lighting would improve it. The others were low priority. Um, and then, in terms of future aspirations, because of um, improved surfaces, uh, train services in particular, um, based on the estimates of um, required parking space for the future, um, there was a recommendation that um, there should be discussions with the owners of WH Smith, um, Costa Coffee Car Park, um, with a view to potentially taking control of that facility and regulating that. Um, and then, in addition, looking for additional parking space in the sort of medium term, between five and ten years, that might actually include decking of Rodgers Station car park. Um, and this is where I suppose the, the woodshed um, came in because as a pre-stage before you get to that point, um, separately um, a study had been done of all the, car, all the station car parks in Cheshire West as a separate study to the parking um, strategy. And a recommendation was made that um, the good shed could be demolished to provide 60 parking spaces at relatively low cost. Um, so the reason these were all relative, so for example decking car park, in those circumstances each space costs about £2,000. Um, so relatively low cost would be to convert the good shed to um, parking space. Um, the recycling facility would um, create almost 40 spaces um, if that were moved, but um, I'll come on to that in a second. So this is where the good shed um, consideration came in and the parking strategy consultation started back in 2016 um, and it didn't actually come really to the fore as part of the consultation strongly as an option for parking because I, I know at that time, around about that time, there were other considerations um, and that specifically was whether it could be um, redeveloped. Um, so that, as I understand, was at a cost of 1.3 million and the Frodrick Foundation looked to take that forward and sort funding, but that hasn't happened. So um, at this stage, this is why at this point we're now reconsidering this as a, an option. Um, but obviously it has to be done relatively quickly uh, because of the Halton curve. In terms of consultation, um, the consultation that we've done so far is only, was only informal consultation. Um, that was just to get an idea of what the considerations are now um, at, at this point where we are. Um, obviously, if the council decided to go to proceed and to put in an application for demolition, um, then there would be a statutory consultation process. Um, as there is for the, a planning application. So it is only a precursor to what the you know, consultation that would take place if the decision is made to proceed to a demolition application. Um, so just to 
update you then on actions taken to date and where we are with the good shape consultation. Um, so in terms of the on-street restrictions, um, a letter, and I suppose it amounts to informal consultation, has been sent to um, Frodsham Town Council. And a similar letter has been sent to um, Helsby Parish Council about on-street restrictions, some changes to them that are recommended in Helsby as well. Um, now that will be followed um, possibly this week uh, by a letter to the residents on Main Street and also to the businesses on Main Street to explain to them the proposed changes. Um, the traffic regulation order notice has not yet been published, so again the statutory consultation period hasn't commenced, but um, informal consultation is just put, to put people on notice about the proposal and that if they do want to object then they will need to do so. It will, it, the letter would also um, flag up to residents that there will be a permit application process for each resident for up to two vehicles. Um, so that will then take them outside of the two hour um, length of stay restriction on Main Street. And the letter uh, would also say that, that uh, those permits for, for the first 12 months be free of charge and thereafter the proposal is that they would cost £60, which is in line with residence parking scheme permits. So that's an annual charge per vehicle of £60. Um, so the, the action, other actions to date are we have the costs of all of the urgent car park improvements which have been recommended. Um, so that would be the resurfacing of the bottom part of the Fodgen Station car park and also resurfacing of the approach road um, and also for the making good of the woods work extension area and there would need to be quite a bit of uh, flattening of sort of mounds of earth and so on which would create actually quite a lot more uh, parking um, spaces. So the cost of that we have. Um, the other thing that we have is um, a barrister's opinion on the um, legality, should this be um, required, of, and it isn't, it isn't directly in the parking strategy, but it does come up because of potential displacement. And it's come up in the context of Whitby Park, as well as potentially Castle Park as well. So what might be desirable is a length of stay restriction so what this is about is that if people who are commuters seek to avoid parking charges um, in car parks, then there is a possibility that they would be displaced to Castle Park. Um, and so in order to preserve it for leisure um, use, then um, length of time that people stay could be restricted to four hours. Um, as I say, we, we actually sought this primarily for Whitby Park because We've done um, 12 times surveys there, and currently the majority of people who are parking in the park um, are commuters. Um, so it's about it's about better controlling the intended use. Um, and then you can um, make certain exemptions, because obviously there are people who do work here, so it may be that there, it would be appropriate to have a number of permitted exemptions by way of a permit. That should that be required. But we have that opinion, and it, will, it applies to the likes of um, parks or places where there might be covenants. I don't believe there's a covenant for Castle Park, we know there is the Whitby Park. Um, but it, it, because it can't be done by the usual traffic regulation order. Traffic regulation order would apply to the normal public car parks, but it, would need, it needs to be um, diff a different procedure.
for the likes of Castle Park and Robin Boxer. Um, so, um, turning to the old goods shed, as I mentioned, um, an additional 60 spaces would be created. Um, the initial cost estimate for that would be 200,000. Um, that specific price or cost can't be um, given at this stage because it depends. It depends on demolition is very much site specific. It depends what materials are on site um, and it depends what other issues need to be addressed. Um, so we did the informal um, survey and that's that's concluded now. And the survey results. First of all, we issued the consultation to Town Council, Hillsby Parish Council, other neighbouring parish councils as well, Kingsley, Alderley, etc. Um, we know that it appeared in Frodgham Life, so it got, got good, good coverage through Frodgham Life. And we had um, 93 uh, respondents to the survey. Um, in favour of demolition, there were 25. Uh, so that was 27%, <coughs> and against demolition with preference for other options um, were 68 people, um, so 73% against. Um, those who um, were against wanted it to be developed um, as community use, potentially as community law. Um, so in some, some cases it was a business, um, and then a number of people mentioned it as a heritage site. And then, um, Unsurprisingly, those who were in favour um, mentioned specifically the, um, the parking pressures for Roger and the Holton Curve. Um, now, the alternative that was mentioned by some people was um, to get rid of or remove um, or move the recycling centre. Um, and my understanding is that the local plan um, looked into options. Um, to move the recycling centre um, and to identify other sites and no um, suitable alternative sites were identified. Um, the other, so the was 2016, and the other issue there is the cost of um, securing an alternative site, which um, again I understand to be in the, would be in excess of one million and potentially as high as two million. Um, so the next steps, we have had two um, businesses who have said they would potentially be interested in developing the, the bushhead. Um, so the next step there would be we are trying to arrange a site inspection with them um, as, in, as an initial um, step. And then after that, if after the site inspection they were interested, we would ask them to submit an outline business case but we would need them to do it um, fairly quickly because um, we need to make a decision as to whether we're going to apply for um, de demolition permission. Um, and we have had, um, we have commissioned an ecology report um, and all of the site visits have taken place for that. We're expecting the ecology report by the end of the week. Um, we would also need to complete a traffic survey. First stage that that would be completed and we would need um, for the planning of demolition application a heritage statement in addition. So we would need all of those things. Um, the timetable for now um, would be um, 
We're looking to actually publish the traffic regulation orders. So this is for the main street restrictions and the um, parking tariffs in the uh, period commencing to well, the 28th of August. And that would then run until the uh, 2nd or 3rd week of September. So that would be the formal consultation period for that. Um, and we would seek to implement those changes by mid-October. That's without demolition taking place. If the demolition goes ahead, um, then that would be, that would put about another month or five weeks onto it. So that would be targeted <coughs> mid-November. Um, we would need to go to plan committee if we were to de demolish the old wood shed and we would need to go to October planning committee in order to meet the target of mid-November for the demolition. And then the reconfiguration of the car park because in addition um, to, the plate, to the spaces that it would create, there would, we would get more out of it if we were able to reconfigure the whole thing at the same time. Which is why I want to try to do it all at one go, all in one go, if, if we possibly can. Um, and then finally, we need to um, make a decision on suitable arrangements so that this is a suitable parking control system for the health centre, Brio, the library, and the general parking on that site. So it's quite a complex uh, picture there. Uh, so we need to do quite a few things. So it's likely to be um, technology that we look to to um, accommodate use by different users. Okay. That's the yeah. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. Any time? Thank you. Yes, yes, sure. Yeah, right, there's a couple of questions. Uh, like the traffic coming out of the station park at the moment is quite intense. It's coming out because of the traffic going down the road. So, would they put traffic lights there because there's going to be an awful lot more traffic to get out of that station car park? Yeah. They thought of that. Yeah, well, that's what the traffic survey would show. So, the traffic survey would show the impact of that, and then if there was an impact that was deemed to need um, action to address it or to mitigate it, they'd need to look at what options would be available. Right, okay, so another thing, if he decided <coughs> to take the butcher down, do you know the end bit that's not been there? Yes. Not the service. Yes, Could you put a multi-story car park at that end? Well, um, that is the medium-term um, recommendation. Um, it's just the cost of it. Um, it, it, is, it is an option to consider. Um, it's whether, you know, I'm not sure that whether that would be wholly supported. It would, it would, it would then people getting the best of both worlds are still keeping the budget, but still getting the budget. Yes, I mean, it, it might, I mean, the, the traffic is expected to increase because of the uh, better rail services. <coughs> it's expected to increase by about 200%. In parking, yes, yeah. It might be that it might be that both are needed. Yeah, so that's what's uh, also concerned me because I know you said that people start parking on the here. Yeah. What we will do, we'll park around to also streets and roads, yeah. which I know that's is happening now anyway. So would we be able to make a special permit? Yeah, so resident parking schemes could be introduced where possible. Um, so yes, that 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 is an option where they're viable. Yes. Right, because I know that's going to quite go on this bike, because they won't pay. Yes, Councillor Reynolds. Amongst all of this, uh, 
Is there any provision for air quality surveys uh, in relation to this? Because you're going to be creating more spaces, you're potentially creating more fumes um, to people in, in already in an area which is quite badly yeah. hit with uh, hit with this. And, what, and if there is, how are you going to uh, how are you going to manage that? Yeah, we did certainly look at additional air quality monitoring um, on requests in appropriate places. We can certainly do that. No, but it hasn't it hasn't it been part of the plan already? Well, there have been various air quality monitoring sites. There are a number of air quality monitoring sites already, but we can look at additional ones. Um, what I can send you is, I can send you details of where we can have currently air quality monitoring and where we've done it in the recent past. And then um, you can see where we have it and we can, as I say, look at, I mean, that would come from the traffic survey as well as to where it might be, where it would be recommended. Because the 200% increase isn't going to be immediate. Um, and in addition, if we had greater controls, on, particularly on the station car park for commuters, what we do know is that that may um, regulate out some um, some congestion some, on some uh, traffic as well, because we know that people are coming from outside of area where currently char charges apply, and they're actually coming here from out of area because no charges apply. And also because it's cheaper to pay for the train from Germany, it's not. Yes, so that's an additional thing. We do know that people who travel from Chester to Helsby, and in some cases to Frodham, or some people who may live equidistant from the two but are choosing um, to come to Frodham and Helsby. Is that one? Oh, yes, Councillor Ripley. I was just wondering, um, the land by the health centre, which a long time ago, one of the conditions was social housing or affordable housing. Um, that land is lying dormant. I mean, it could be used as a temporary, it could be used in the past five years as a temporary temporary car park. Has anyone talked to the Yes. Yeah, the department um, actually says that, the, um, that there's going to be a need for additional parking and that additional, um, let's say, sites that are suitable for parking should be looked into. So, yes, we are looking into additional sites. And yes, yes, the answer is. Can I just... Yeah, I know that's a good idea, but at the moment it's a nightmare um, because you've got the health centre, the library, and it's supposed to be 20 miles an hour, it's not, and it's coming out to Fountain Lane mm -hmm. is a nightmare. Yes. You can't see the traffic to, to when you're turning right, so I wouldn't think that that would be a good idea to personally mm -hmm. to have a car park where it's there. So I'm just saying there's a temporary yeah. five yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. five It's waiting for an accident to happen around <coughs> Just I want to understand some of the costs as well. Um, the kind of technology that you're going to be putting in with the station car park. I mean, presumably you have um, an indication of what the payback period is going to be for the work that you're preparing to do. Um, because at the end of the day, what you're losing is a facility that, I mean, we're going to get the Holton curve, that comes up to. I mean, in my way of feeling, this all should have been done way ahead years ago because we knew the Holton curve was coming. Um, we mustn't forget there's going to be a two-way flow of traffic out of Fortune. There's going to be people commuting out, but also people coming to Fortune because the people of Liverpool are going to say, oh, we can now get to Fortune. So I think there is potential for, for Fortune tourism to increase. Um, and I think that people will start to want to come to Fortune. Yes, I want them to be able to park there, you know, not necessarily park their car, come by train so that they don't have to park their car. Um, and the, the good shed then becomes a very viable proposition for tourism. 
uh, for bringing income into function. Uh, I think we've got to, you've got to give us the opportunity to look at all of these. Um, I, I just feel you're putting us in a corner at the moment because of your timetable and not our timetable as fraudulent residents. Um, and I know there is a lot of interest and a lot of opposition to what you're trying to do. And I think you just must give the people who are showing an interest in the good shed the time to do what they need to do to get their business case together. Um, Why? Because there is an opportunity there, Tom. It was, it was a white elephant for, for a year ago, it's a white elephant there. The times have changed with people coming to Frodham yeah. that think that they could make it a viable venue. Yeah. I think as well you have to remember yeah. that Cheshire West have not been marketing that building. That's the Frodham Foundation. Well, let's put that behind us. That, that's yeah. the past. Things have changed. That on. things have changed. One speaker, <laughs> but I, it, I just feel we're being pressurised yet again. The fraudulent residents aren't being given the opportunity. This is something they want to present. Your numbers have, have demonstrated that. Um, that there's, there are people out there who want to preserve it. And I just do not think you, you, you're giving us the opportunity. If you're saying you've got a time tell of mid-November, I mean, I, I just that fills me with horror because things don't move. You know they don't move that quickly because it's taken you till now to make that decision that you wanted to demolish the woodshed. So in round, mm. what we would be saying is that the, it, it has, I suppose, brought two people forward who are potentially interested, but there was time prior to that. To well, no, because you didn't say. You didn't tell us. Didn't, 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 no. Didn't include anybody coming forward. No, I know, but you, you've, we've never, you've never actively done it. Now that you're actually saying, well, we're going to knock it down and make 60 car parking spaces. I mean, how much is it going to knock you down? Okay, you say you can't give a price for it to be knocked down. But that's going to cost you a lot to have it knocked down. Whereas there could be an income generated. It could be. Frodsham has got a future. There are people. Just don't look at people going out of Frodsham and using it as a community. Look at people coming into Frodsham. We want to make Frodsham, there are things that we're, we're actually discussing now as to what we want. We have wonderful festivals. Look at all the music festivals we have. Look at the, the, the Weaver Words. I mean, people come to Frodsham. And you, you, you're immediately just taking things from underneath our feet. We want a, new, a venue where we can allow people to um, you know, do artistic things. And I just think, I, I just feel you're just pushing us into a corner. Mm -hmm. And you're not being fair on us. Alright. 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 Can I say yes? Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. We can now come to 55. So can I, can I just be, my, my house alarm's going to yes. if my neighbours have just contacted right. me, so I just we have checked that it's not a... Yeah. Okay, come to that then. Just go and switch it off. I repeat myself now, we've come to 55 Chip Street. Who wants to start off on? Yes, um, I think 
So it's interesting to listen to what, what the group have come up with. Um, I do know that the, before ever I joined the council, we had a play strategy where it was on record that Ship Street, the old Ship Street player was um, potentially saleable. Um, but in, in light of the, the group that want to try and do something with that land, I think we need to give them a certain amount of time, like we did with Little Park. Um, you know, perhaps we don't want to get into this so close to having a new council next year. So I suggest that we give them what they took you probably best part of a year, did it? it, did, it did, or longer? Yeah. Yeah, it did. We did five years. I, I would propose that we defer a decision on the sale to allow the group time to work out what they want to do and where they might get grants and what have you. Okay. Yeah. A second that? Yeah. No. All those in favour? Anyone against? No, that's carried. Right, thank you for that. Well done. Now we come to 56, financial management, from the 1st to the 5th and the 30th to the 6th to know the finance report. usual um, we've got the summary of the expenditure, some key observations, the breakdown of the other income, the bank reconciliation, bank statements, spend against the budget, the monthly breakdown of payments and receipts and the detailed breakdown of payments and receipts. Um, the key observations are that we've slightly overspent in the first quarter but that's due to some major expenditure um, on the Townfield Lane play area. Um, there was a, a small increase in staff salaries due to the National League Pay Award. Uh, we paid for the by-elections that we held in the previous year, in May this year, because the invoices were late coming through. Um, we've had maintenance work done in Hophaywood and on church field play areas. We've paid some of the professional fees for the war memorial restoration work and the, re the mower required um, some repairs. We've also received a grant of £9,795 towards the adult gym equipment for the Park Lane play area, which obviously has to be ring-fenced for that development. Um, if we didn't manage to spend that within the 12 months, then it would have to be returned. Um, well, we've got it on the 5th of May. So, um, and then the, the bank reconciliation um, shows that we've got currently hold £394,485.21 in the bank. Any questions? No? It's alright? So you're happy to approve those? Yes. Yeah. All those in favour? Thank you. I never put that in this. Yes, that Thanks, Bill. That's it. That's I'll get into signing those at the end. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Alright, thank you. Mm -hmm. Minutes of the committee. Welcome to 57. Um, Can I propose the, we do them all on block? The planning minutes. Yeah. Yes, the plan, planning yeah. minutes. Yeah. Have I a second? Yes. I'll second that. Yeah. All those in favour? Thank you. Seven point one eight. That's to agree that. Uh, 
much worth it. You going on the planet now? Unless everyone rejects it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So Thank that's you, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you need We'll come to the number 57.2, that's Events Committee, on the 10th of the 7th, 2018. Well, Caroline's the chair of that, she's actually gone. Yes. Um, so the only recommendation was um, the awarding of the New Year's Eve firework display yep. to the same company we had last yep. week, basically rolling over the contract for another year. As, it, as you know, it was a very successful year last year and the year before and I don't think uh, anyone can complain about it. Have I a proposal and a second there? I propose. Yeah. Right. Oh, in favour? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Welcome to 57.3 and that's the cemetery committee. On the 28th of the 6th, 18. Now it was to agree to accept the lowest tender. All in favour? Right. Coming to the next one is 57.4 Environment Committee, 3rd of the 7th, 2018. That's just to know because there were no recommendations. to note the minutes and the decision taken the following recommendation. This is for PMP. Yeah, that's PMP. Judith's the chair. Judith? Yeah. Um, we had, we've got a recommendation about the training budget. Um, there's a little bit of confusion that this, the council council's mm. training budget appeared on the um, staffing subcommittee. Yes. We, we agreed when we sorted out what it was that we would just have a single budget for training and expenses. That's right. As proposed here. Yeah. All in favour? No. Uh, the next one was the um, finance regulations. There's a, a new version out from now. Yes. Yeah, no, do them. Um, yeah. And we, we're proposing that we adopt them. There were just minor changes regarding. We didn't. We decided not to adopt the NALP ones because they were too radically different from ours. Oh, sorry, but we yes. made sure that our current ones, that yes. we amended our ones to make sure that they were in yeah. line the, with the, the models. The NALP ones changes were really just references to legislation that have been updated. So we've made mirrored those changes yeah. in our regulations. Yes. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Yes, Agreed. is that all in favour? Yes. We defer the next one then. Yeah, somebody needs to consult with that we do that. Yeah. You can. And I, uh, I propose that we defer the next lot um, till we've uh, discussed the working group record. I'll second that. All right. All those in favour? Now to 57.6, that's the community committee. Yeah, and again, Linda's not here, who's the chair. No. Um, so there's just the one recommendation 
which is that we register all the land except the Ship Street um, yeah. with Cheshire West and Chester's community assets and all done with the Fields and Trust. I, I propose that. Well, it, okay, in, in actual fact, wouldn't it, wouldn't it actually um, work to the benefit of the residents to actually consider registering it with Czech, with, with Quack and Fit? Because um, it could take a while. Well, if we registered it with Fit, we wouldn't be able to ever consider selling it. Well, that's not a bad idea, really. We're doing nothing. Um, I, I think uh, I don't want to get to into deep uh, no, into fine. deep uh, yeah. conversation of it, Councillor Reynolds, because uh, take it from me, the length of time I've been on this council, that's why there's nothing on there. Sorry but we can always say. revisit that because we've given the residents the year, so we could look at that yeah. again in a year's time and register at that point. It's still wide open, isn't it? Even if we come back. No, I agree. I think that is absolutely brilliant, and I think. You know, all, all, all the uh, all, all the um, echoes of Little Park, but it's absolutely brilliant. If they can do a job, then they should be allowed to run with it. Okay, okay then. Sorry. I think I was on that one. All right then. I tell you, we're having a vote on that one, are we? That we register all our land except. Yeah, we're going to. I propose that we register all our land yeah. except Ship Street, and I mean all of it. You're seconding that, eh? I've got a seconder. All them in favour? Yeah. Against? No. You? Got it. And then the next one is in order to make that happen, we have to get up to date copies of the land registry yes. documentations. So, what we're going to do is, what we'd like to do is set up an account with the land registry. Um, so that they will take payments by direct debit mandate, um, but we can access the documentation whenever we like simply, and we only get charged when we do yeah, actually do the access. Right. Okay, thanks for that, Claire. I'd need um, you to sign a direct debit mandate. Yes. Three of the signatures. Fine. Yes. Okay, so can thank you. On that? And now we come to. Um, oh, we have a proposal, a second. Yeah, can I have a proposal? A second. A second. Yeah. All those in favour? It's carried. Now we come to the working group's records, and that's the administration working group, and that was on the 8th of June. I'd, um, I'd uh, like to invite Councillor Dawson, as a borough councillor, and um, to come forward to explain the situation to the new councillors. Thank you. Uh, thank you. What you're talking about is. Shouldn't the working group be actually be um, yeah, talking first? Yeah. So, Tom, introduce the item first. Yes, one. Um, I think the whole thing is that um, we had to do something to wake people up about this, and we had to sort of really have a look at this because I don't think um, I don't think uh, uh, Adam Wordsworth made, made a comment in one of the early meetings about um, about he had uh, a, a, a young lady with a couple of kids in his area who was feeling the pinch of the precepts. And I think, I think the thing is that um, we, you know, we, we, we looked at, we, we, we looked at this and we've been, I, I mean, I, I think the big savings are to be made in Frodsham Town Council administration. But I have said, and I've always sort of said, uh, I'm not averse to considering other radical thoughts and one of the other radical thoughts, which is probably 
a, a very big radical thought is to abolish the over 70s vouchers. And you might say, well, you can save £12,000 there, but if we're not touching administration costs, then, you know, we're, we're, we're affecting a discrete group of people who've paid their way and contributed to Frutcham for many, many years. Now, the other way of looking at it is the fact that if you, if you do decide to do something like um, abolish over 70s vouchers, and if we do, and I hope we do, plan to reduce Frutcham Town Council administration costs, significantly, then why not think of it different radically and why not capture people at a certain end of the scale, not just over 70s, but people who are actually wanting to start out with their own homes and things like this. And why not, as part of your scheme in rethinking, consider subsidising down to nil housing in bands A and bands B as a starting point? Because, we, we know, it's those people who, 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 who feel th things the most. And, it, and, and, and then hopefully, you might be able to extend it to band C. Um, you know, but, but, but it just means that we're giving. We're, we're, you know, we're not just taking money that people don't understand why we're taking it. We, we, we're, we're actually sort of saying, we're looking out, we're looking after part of a community. That should be the growth. That should be the green, the, the green buds of actually growing Frontsham and help make Frontsham and help make Frontsham grow. So yeah, I'm I'm perfectly happy to go with that that radical. But it's it's me, me, me has been twitched a few times. I have to admit on, on on that. But you know I'm a big boy. I can uh, I can live. I've survived people in this council before. And uh, and you know the, the other items I actually thought about was reduce the number of councillors to three per ward. Now I believe we, we know this has to be a process that involves Cheshire West and Chester. And also the third the third item was abolish the roles of mayor, deputy mayor and junior mayors. Now the last bit there about the junior mayors about bringing people into these things, it doesn't mean if we decide to have chairs instead of mayors, it doesn't mean you can't have junior chair you can't have junior chair. Um, and I just think it's interesting because this is a working this is a working group which is which is still embryonic and developing things. But you councillors have got to take more interest in how we how we uh, burn money for, for the residents in Frodsham. And uh, and you know if we can give some of that money back to people in bands A, bands bands B, bands C, then you know. By reducing costs, in my view, it's a good way of doing it. That's just, any, any comments, Adam? Um, I mean, the reduction of the councillors to three per ward, that was something that um, I put forward. We're here with nine of us today, and we'll get a lot of points of view put across, even with just nine. I don't see that uh, 16 is required. If we can reduce by three quarters or two three quarters the amount of paper that's printed, the amount of time spent in meetings, that can only be a benefit. I don't see that we lose that much in doing that, but that has to be a recommendation that goes to Quack rather than a decision we can make ourselves. The over 70s vouchers, were they brought in to spend in the shops of Trojan, weren't they? Yes. yes. How many are given to charity, not used in not the shops in Trojan? If somebody's given... To if you donate it to charity, do they yeah. come to the council and, and take the £10? 
Yes. No, we write a cheque to the charity and give the charity. Uh, and how many of the over 70 vouchers go to charity and are not used in the shops? The report on the over 70 voucher went to community. Yeah, I don't think there was a great amount that were donated. I think it's about 10%, isn't it? It was mostly the, the church, the yeah. scout club, a few other, but local charities. It didn't yeah. really go, didn't go to national charities. It's the money stayed local in okay. Right, that's fair. Uh, but I do, can I just say something? Because yeah. I do think, um, with, I don't know any other town that has over 70 vouchers. We're the only. Because yeah. I do feel that it's, it's a use. the Christmas lunch that we used to yeah. give yeah. to the mm -hmm. But it does seem, you know, like an example of like winter fuel payment. If there's two people in one household, it's a shared amount. So why not do it as a shared amount for each? You know, if there's two, two pensioners in one household, one pound rather than £20. I have a feeling that we do it the way we do it now because it is the least admin. No, it's just one. No, it's just one voucher uh, uh, per household. There'll be heating allowances for the house, isn't it? Because you only heat yeah, the house once. I think it's extravagant. Yeah. I think it could be cut down doing that, doing it that way. Because we're the only town that I know of that even does it. That's right. And I'll tell you something else, if you don't mind, if you're in the records. And we was recommended the highest council. What if we try to cut back? For it? No. For for introducing it. We with the eyes, we've got a plaque and a scroll. But why are you saving money, help me Frank? You mean to tell me you're going to deprive Not pension? Enough. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You should, listen, we're talking about the biggest majority of senior citizens in Prodium that you think they're millionaires, and they're not. They've a job to manage. And not only that, don't you think, don't you think for one moment, that we're helping our local businesses. We're saying here it's a shame when one closes and this and that and the other. I think it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm not speaking about that, uh, but I'm going back. Yes, say, yes, but. Can I just point out that two months ago we raised the funding for the youth association to match what we were given the over 70s. Yes. If we turn around and say to the over 70s, you can't have that now. Yeah. It's, it's going to look. I don't think we could do it till next year anyway, could we? Because it's already been factored in. Is that right? Am I right? Can I, can I? Can I say this? This is what annoys me. Not not with just you councillors, with with the the young people. We spend more. We spend more on the youth of Frodium than anywhere in Cheshire. We spend more on whether it's play equipment the youth association, whatever crops up. And all that we're giving is £10 to an old age pension and we're sat here criticising it. No, no I don't no, 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 I'm, I'm not. No, you're on about abolishing councillor Reynolds. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on about reducing cost and what I'm yeah. saying is about that. If you ha actually have people in, in the bands that are paying the precept, we've always said that at times, the precepts hits the people hardest who have got the least money to, to, to do it. If, if, if we were to abolish the precept for the likes of bands A, B and C by economies, or actually pay it by supporting it, we are, we are, putting, we are putting money back into the community in a more equitable social, uh, uh, social fashion. 
that's just my. Uh, listen, you've got all your own views. I, I agree to disagree. Not that I ever have. Anyway. I think the people in those higher council tax funds are paying more and precept anyway, so why should they be penalised? The people in the higher council tax funds no, are paying more on the precept. Because I think you'll find again that the people in the higher precept bands are probably better, more, better equipped. But you see, it's not about increasing their payment, it's about reducing this council admin costs. That's what I'm taking the money out at the room of actually reducing the cost. We're looking at reducing committees. We've already started. We had a flutter of committees two years ago. Now, thank God, most of them are actually going. Um, but we, we, we can take out costs. Less councillors, you're dead right. Less councillors actually you know, help take out costs. Um, I, I, I just think we've got to look. You know, productivity comes from taking 2% here, 3% there, 5% there. You never walk into a building that says 30% here, come and take me. But I, 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 you know how I feel about the vouchers. You know how I feel about the vouchers. I, I, I feel very strongly about the vouchers. But that's why I've also agreed that we, we, we have to put it as a discussion point because it's something that has to be considered. I, I, would, love to, I would love to double and treble those vouchers. You know how I feel about the vouchers. Yeah, but uh, can I can I remind you, Councillor Brennan, when you sat over there and was having the AGM, you was the first one to put your hand up for an extra two thousand for the youth club. No, I didn't. So, no, I didn't. You are completely wrong. I said you put your hand up. I seen you put your hand up. No, I didn't put my hand up. I wanted to keep it. And the original amount, which is not not an increased amount. Let Councillor Donner correctly. Let Councillor Dawson. Can I just ask, going back to point R2, the reducing of councillors to three per ward. What exact savings would that make? Because we all do this volunteer. In any meeting, there'll be three quarters of the number of voices, so it won't last as long. So well, can I just say when, when Judith was, was the chair, the meetings kind of ticked along quite nicely, an hour, an hour and a half gone. Right. And now go to every two months, that's a big saving. This, the financial subcommittee was only in place for a short species of time to do help to get the finances sorted out. That's gone. Yeah. The actual savings of, of um, six, 16 to 12 councillors, I can't say that because we're not being paid wages. And it's three quarters of these, and it's three quarters yes, of the number of emails that the case has to respond to. And that's, that's fine, and that's great, we should make that move, but at yeah. the moment, a lot of us don't. And the fewer of us that are using these, and the fewer of us that are contacting the, the office, you know, the, the less time that we spent on admin and everything else. Alright, yes, uh, just five seconds in and I want that councillor Dawson, he sat there patiently, he's going red in the face. It's the heat. Uh, <laughs> Alright, councillor Dawson. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, can I, what I want to do is just to whip through some of the history here to make sure that when you come to make your decisions you're aware of some of the history that's involved and some of the legal uh, side as well. In relation to the over 70s vouchers, as Councillor Pennington has indicated, uh, they were in introduced in replacement for the over 70s lunch. The over 70s lunch had got to the point where very few Fodgham residents were attending it, 
and there was an awful lot of trouble and hassle in dealing with the lunch and we were finding that we were having people outside the area coming to enjoy it. Nothing necessarily wrong in it. But when the over 70s lunch was first thought of many, many moons ago, there were very few people who were living over 70. And now we have a situation where, thank goodness, so many people do. And we had the situation where even though this over 70s lunch was part of the tradition and the fabric, uh, most people who were over 70 in Frodsham weren't claiming it. So the way we got around it in 11 12 was to create a £5 over 70s voucher with the proviso that it had to be spent within Frodsham, either in the local shops or uh, ultimately it, it changed, I think, after the second year to be donated to charity. So that money uh, circulates through Frodsham. It was a later council, I think, increased the amount to £10 uh, per over 70s voucher. In relation to reducing the number of councillors to three per ward, this is something which was tabled before the last council, um, immediately prior to the run-up to the elections in 15. That council didn't particularly like the idea. If you like the idea, can I suggest that you write to Cheshire West straight away. There is a Community Governance Review Committee taking place at Cheshire West and Chester. There may just, may just be time if you wanted to, that to happen, for it to take effect in May 19. If you leave it very much longer, almost certainly there won't be time. And I know that we've got a governance review going on within Cheshire West at the moment, which is right up against the timing stocks. The, the final decision will have to go to Cheshire West's full council in February. So if it is something that you want, I suggest you deal with it tonight and write off to, to Cheshire West. The final thing I just want to talk to you then about is the Mayor, Deputy Mayor and Junior Mayors. So if you may remember, I was Mayor of Fortune in 11-12. I was Chairman at the same time, so I was chairing the Council and also being uh, Mayor. It was the hardest year of my life. I have never had to work so hard. Uh, the fact that you know, holding down a day job is one thing, but having to manage this Council, deal with agenda, deal with all the administration associated with it, and then on top of that, have the representative civic role as well, was an extraordinary burden. And that was an extraordinary burden for someone who was actually still comparatively fit. Um, and it was very, very difficult uh, indeed to do. You haven't got the ability to abolish the town mayorship as such. When Frodsham became a town, and Council Pennington was part of this decision-making way back, I think, in 1991, if I remember? Sure. 92, thank you, pardon. Um, the decision to change the status of Frodsham from a parish council to a town council meant that your chair, chairman, whatever you want to call your chair, could, as a matter of right, call him or herself the town mayor. That's what you've got. You have a town mayor. Um, a mayor doesn't have to cost anything. And um, in my view, there's a distinction to draw between the costs associated with it and the costs that you actually end up paying. And, and when I was mayor of Frodsham, I didn't take a penny piece out of uh, the budgets for anything. Personally, I wouldn't wish to do that at all. Yes, you're going to have the upkeep of the regalia, but that's a historic burden that Frodsham decided to take on in 1991. At some point, if you want to preserve the regalia, you're going to have to refurbish it. Whether these amounts are appropriate, up to you. One of the other problems we had was that not all our schools were engaging with the town. We had terrible problems getting the schools to talk to us, to be part of us, to be part of the community. And one of the ways in which we tackled this was to go for the junior mayors. And as it was a way of ensuring that all four primary schools got involved. And I have to say, in that regard, it has absolutely been a stunning success. We don't talk about the one or the two primary schools, which I won't name, that were simply not engaging. You've got a mechanism here to make sure that they do engage. And 
when I look on Facebook, the number of times councillors from this council have gone into schools now, talking to the schools, the schools are part of Frodsham's civic life. You know, we used to have Christmas festivals where schools would be missing. We don't anymore. And it's part of making sure that schools are fully engaged. It doesn't have to cost a great deal to do it, but it's an important role as far as I'm concerned that we make sure that our youngsters are fully involved in the civic life of this town. Now, in terms of separating the role of chairman and mayor, you can reverse that decision. You get the chance to reverse that decision every year anyway at your annual meetings. That's entirely up to you. But I just say, just think of the workload. You know, would you like to give our present mayor the, ob the, the obligation to produce the agendas, to approve the agendas, to do everything associated with it, and then go out and do a civic engagement? And just say that year, day on day, week on week, and so on and so forth. It is very, very burdensome. Don't, don't imagine that it isn't. But you can distinguish between all of that. I think having a representative who represents Frodsham to the people of Frodsham and represents Frodsham outside Frodsham is actually very, very important. But it doesn't have to cost a bean. And my model for a mayor is that you have the representative, but one that doesn't cost. I'll answer any questions if you have any. But... Sorry? Well, just say the relevant. Yeah, actually, final point historical anomaly. Um, if you look at all the other mayoralities within Cheshire West, you've got Ellesmere Port and Neston, which no longer has a council or anything else, but it's kept its mayor. You have Winsford and Northwich, both of which were ancient rural district council type councils, and they've kept their, their regalia since then. Frodsham is the standalone anomaly in the sense that you don't have that historic history of those old towns. Think about whether you really want to en engage and create it. I suggest that you do. There is the unused Vale Royal Borough Council regalia at Cheshire West and Chester. I have tried once before to have it lent or donated to Frodsham. I suggest you try again uh, because it's sitting there not being used, although the chairman of Cheshire West did borrow it to see Her Majesty the Queen uh, recently, um, even though he's not from the old Vale Royal, uh, nor was he any form of mayor. And that might suggest to you that some people value uh, these things, but as I say, it doesn't have to cost. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right, I'll take them uh, 59.1a, I'll take them one at a time. And the first recommendation is to abolish the over 70 balance. No, no, hang on, this, this, this is a working group. This is, yes. this is just a working group, this is just a discussion which, which is that to, to be put into. Uh, to, to be put into a working document. We, 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 I, I don't know about you, Adam, but I don't feel we are yet at a stage. I don't know about you, Ken. I don't feel we are yet at a stage to, co to come with uh, some hard and fast recommendations. They're in the minutes. Which means you need to discuss them and vote on them and then yeah. move on. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. So can we have a proposal? I'll propose that we keep them. I'll second that. No. The recommendation is to abolish yeah. over 70s vouchers, so I need a proposal for that recommendation. Yeah. I'll propose that. Can I have a seconder? Yes, this lady. I'm sorry, but I think that, I have to say, I think there's been a wrong interpretation here. Yeah. With my understanding. I wasn't at the last No, you weren't, no. This is the previous meeting we're discussing at the moment, Caroline. The first one. Yeah, the there were two meetings, the 8th of June and the 
6th of July. You weren't at the 6th of July one, but you were at the 8th of June one. Right. I still, it yeah. wasn't a recommendation in my eyes. No, no. It, 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 it was, it was yeah. up for discussion. So I don't know where this has come from. Well, those were the minutes that I was given that they were put in as recommendations. Yeah. Because, because there's no body to the minutes, it's just a list of recommendations. Yes. Well, that wasn't what we didn't vote on it. We didn't do anything. No, it's a it, was just, it, it, it was it was just it was a, it was a sketch, wasn't it? Really? But it's there, and, and I, I don't mind it being there because, as I sort of said, I think we've got to start thinking differently. And what you're proving about is you're just chucking it out is the fact that you ain't going to think differently. And, it's set, it you know, clearly states in the minutes proposals recommended to council. It's so here. that's why they're in, in the, the, the agenda because the that's what the minutes say. Can it be withdrawn? Uh, um, I, I just, I, I, are you saying to, is any councillor saying to me we we don't we don't implement these? In fairness, we've never had anything where all four of us have even agreed on everything. Well, that's four of them. Four of us have said, well, yeah, that's a good idea. The, the problem is that because there's no body to the minutes, we don't know what discussion yeah. you've had. You're bad or nothing. Uh, so, we'll just say recommended. Recommended. Yeah, did you recommend yeah, it? There's a few descriptions, can't yeah. we just defer this and then bring it back there? Yeah, we can defer it. Yeah. I think that's the way it's going to be. Somebody would like to make a proposal then? Yeah, I'll propose we defer it, yeah. Because, because these. Well, these I'll accept it. Could, yeah. could I ask then that when you do come back with recommendations, that there's a bit more meat on the bone and some rationale for well, where the savings are? This never happens with another working group. What, what you have. This is a working group. Yeah. This isn't a committee. It is a working group. I, I, I just don't know how this has happened that it's managed to get to this. I mean, I see it in black and white. Well, perhaps has Mrs. Scott done the, the minutes? Yes. Oh, yeah. perhaps that's her sort of quite it's her terminology. The, um, yeah. yeah. So is that from teacher. both meetings? Is that both of the meetings? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All those in favour? Oh, to defer it. To defer it, yeah. We'll put more meat on the bone. Those against? No, carry. We defer them. Who was the second? Who was the second? Who was the I've got to go back to the brigade here now. The nurse chair. Yeah. Yes. EP1. Yeah. 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 Can, can I make a suggestion that we defer this to actually the Councillor Dawson's suggestion of actually borrowing, borrowing some money? <laughs> well, could I just ask, I mean, I know um, I was the one who actually called this in, but could I just ask is somebody putting the alarm on next door? Um, what I want to understand is more about the regalia, because we have got regalia, but this was for um, monies which was coming to nearly £2,000 for two chains. Um, I did ask informally what the chains are worth, and nobody seems to know what the chains are worth. So do we have an idea of what the chains are worth? Not unless we have them valued, which will cost us to have them valued. Right, so 
Insurance-wise, yeah. let's go on to that, because there must be a value for yeah. them in, in the, the insurance. In the or, uh, asset register, there's a value. So I can't remember what it, I can't remember off the top of my head, sorry. Karen. So, yeah, but that's the kind of yeah. thing I, I need yeah. to understand, because we need to know how, how, how valuable they are as an item, not as a um, piece of regalia, but as an item. And then what happens when they get taken away from Castle Park? Is it that they are insured in Castle Park House? And what, when you take them away from Castle Park House, are they insured for being on an official business? Or is each mayor, deputy mayor, responsible for the insurance while they're in there? No, they're covered they're all covered. the time. Are we sure about yes. that? Yes. Right, I, I'd just like to yes. understand all this, yes. because this is the kind of things that you know, we're not aware of, and if they're worth a lot of money, they're you know... I don't think they would be worth very much, but they're of no value to anybody else, because they've got the Frogton Town Council logo. Yeah, they, they met, they're just melting down. Mm. They're not they're, gold, they're, they're, not, they're just plated. Right, well, they're in which case, you know, why are we spending a thousand pounds on something that's plated? Because we're, they're part of the council's assets. We maintain all of our other assets. So why not maintain these? Certainly the deputy mayor chain keeps breaking and pins exactly. on the shoulder. Um, and there's no names been put on them for the last four years. Well, again, no I think names it, this is part, part and parcel of what's being discussed. I think we need to yes. put a hold on do we, it. Do we know that this is a, a reasonable quote for the work that's been done? Is there any other comparisons that we can make with other companies that could do the work or anything like that? I don't know, because it's all quite a specialist we, thing. We've always, yeah, yeah. 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 always dealt with this same company. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. to say, the PMP committee, all of the regalia was brought in and we looked at it closely. And we were all of the opinion that it's an asset that we must maintain. It is used to. When, when mayors and deputy mayors go, to, go out to functions, it, it is part and parcel of raising the profile of Frodham. As I say, hopefully, not with the whole curve, Frodham will become more than a tourist. Yeah. But we could do that with just a simple chain, yeah. you know, with mayor yeah. on. The problem is not. The, the, the regalia has been bought, it's there. So if we throw it in the drawer and don't do anything with it, well, it's it's not I say that, but I hate to say it, but badger gates. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's also a case of, it's there, so why not use it? Why not? But it's the, what I'm looking at is the cost. It's a lot of money. It's yeah. £2,000. Yeah. Yeah. We can't just go to any because, it, it's, as you say, it's like a specialist item, isn't it? It's not like going and getting a, a necklace or a ring repaired in a jewellers. It's a thing. It's a thing that this town council should be proud of. And if it's getting wore out, and I've got it here tonight with me, it's, it's all turning grey, and it shouldn't be. It's it should be properly. It's twenty-five years old. It needs something. It wants representing properly, project to be going to keep it. Simple as that. Everything else wears out, doesn't it? Even your clothes wears out. It does, but at that point, you take a decision as to whether you want to keep well, investing the in your clothes or... The two well, two. I think we should actually defer this now, now that the fact that this piece of information has been brought to our attention is that there could be the bail world, and I think we need to make inquiries about that. If there's an existing chain somewhere mm -hmm. that did used to belong to bail oil, let's have a look at that, because that, I think that's a far more... Um, better piece of... Yeah, we'll still have to have... So what's it wanted? Well, let's... let's 
have a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we can get it. The minimum well, you'll have to do is to get the Vale Royal taken off. And, and well, let's just have a look at it. This is £2,000 that I do not think justifies being spent at this moment in time. Right, so your seconding Councillor Reynolds' proposal that we defer until we've investigated yes. whether the old again is available. So we've got the proposal is that we defer the decision on the regalia until we've investigated whether the old Vale Royal regalia could be available to us. Yes. So that's proposed by Councillor Reynolds, seconded by Councillor Ashton. Yes. All those in favour of that? All those against? It's carried. It's carried. So I'll write to the Chester House and Chester House. Yeah. World War One. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty nine point two. World War One. Let it be noted. Yeah. And we come to fifty nine point three. That's uh, neighbourhood plan steering group to note the minutes. And there was three lots. The eleventh, twenty six and the ninth. Let it be noted. And now we come to our two other councillors. Do you mind stepping forward, please? Good evening again. Yeah. First, can we say a big thank you to everybody involved in the Festival in the Park on the 1st of July and the downhill run? I think, as always, it was uh, absolutely excellent. Wonderful administration, everything went on, and even our mayor's opening of the festival, I was there and witnessed every word that you said, Frank. Um, one of the other things that has come up, come from this, as you know, I've been trying to get Howie Lane repaired for many, many, many months. It feels like a lifetime sometimes. And it was announced on Thursday at Fort Cheshire West Fall Council that we are at long last going to have an element of resurfacing on Howie Lane. I didn't quite hear the description that was provided, but in essence it has to be where the road surface has worn away on the uphill uh, side coming up to the, uh, up to the corner. Uh, it is perhaps no, not surprising at all that in the question time session that we have at our Cheshire West Council meetings where councillors can ask questions of cabinet members and others, um, all bar one of the questions were directed in relation to highways across uh, the borough as a whole. There is a, a general dissatisfaction mm. with the, uh, the state of the roads. Um, uh, it is particularly galling, having driven here tonight and come down Howie Lane, that there is water on the road. <laughs> today, today of all days, on one of the driest sections of, the, uh, of, of recent history, the leak would appear to be back. Oh, well, leak is spring. Well. It's good to see we've got natural water, but Harry Lane, is a, as we all know, is a very well-used road and it does need to, uh, to be resolved. Uh, one of the interesting things that arose at the council meeting last Thursday was also some discussion as to whether Cheshire West has money or doesn't have money. 
basic situation is Cheshire West is awash with money. In simple revenue terms, it's spending the same money this year as it has last year and the previous three years. It set aside at its February budget a £6 million fund, which is yet to be allocated. And if one reads the Audit and Governance minutes, the capital financing budget, that's the budget which is used to support borrowing, is underspent by 5.6 million. That's ever before you look at the surplus that exists on the council tax collection funds. So if, for example, one wanted either to borrow money or to take capital monies to repair the highways, the money is there. And anyone who tells you to the contrary is going to have to explain why we have the six million pound fund that is unallocated and why we have 5.6 million pounds of capital financing budget which are underspent. And so before I look anywhere else uh, for the funding. But it was quite interesting, actually, that Councillor Armstrong, who's the Cabinet Member for Finance, didn't appear to understand or appreciate that. It might be because the reports of the situation had been garbled to him, but that's a, a by the by. One of the other pieces of uh, good news on Thursday at our Council meeting was um, a, a very exciting announcement that I think has had quite a lot of press coverage about football is coming home to Cheshire. So very, very good news that the um, Cheshire FA, working alongside the Football Foundation, has secured um, a very significant <coughs> amount of money which it is going to be allocating into grassroots football across Cheshire and Warrington, I think Warrington. Um, the, the really good news for Frodham is that one of the clubs identified to work with the FA is our very own uh, Frodham Junior Football Club. They are in very advanced uh, discussions with the FA about bringing some amazing new facilities into, uh, into play for, um, for the local teams. And that's um, going to be based in and around um, Hellsby High School. Now, again, one of the things that Andrew and I have been doing um, quietly behind the scenes, because this is about getting you know, the right result for Frodham, is we have been making calls on that significant amount of funding uh, that Cheshire Western Chester has on its books and is currently unallocated. Uh, I think for those of us that have sat around this table for a while, uh, Cheshire West was created in 2009. There was a, um, a, a strategy for... Uh, sport and leisure. Frodham unfortunately didn't make the premier division of that and we saw very sizable um, investment in places like Ellesmere Port, um, in um, Northwich, again in Winsford, Chester. Uh, the £9 million allocated in uh, since 2015 is going to Chester and Neston and so once again Frodham hasn't made it to the top of the queue. So Even though we were then tier one we were actually the next people on the list, but, but unfortunately the list hasn't been honoured. No, so the uh, the team sheet was tore up and uh, torn up and, uh, and, and we started from scratch. So we think it's a little bit about time that Frodham uh, and Helsby and the, the, the whole A56 corridor saw a very small uh, level of investment compared to what other towns have received, but that investment needs to happen now in Frodham. Uh, the work that Frodham Junior Football Club is doing is bringing uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of um, inward investment into the, the scheme and it's about time that uh, Cheshire West and Chester played its part and assisted um, there. Also at Helsby Sport and Social Club 
and goodness knows anybody who goes into the local leisure centre here in Frodham knows that we could do with a, uh, a few pounds spending on, on, on that as well. So, so that's it's probably worth just interjecting here. One of the first conversations that Lynn and I had with officers about leisure provision here effectively said that Cheshire West was looking to realise the capital value of all the land in and around the medical centre and the existing leisure centre and would see that money going elsewhere and with the investments for Frodsham effectively going all solely into Helsby. Uh, my comments were probably largely unrepeatable um, in relation to that because it's simply unacceptable to provide Frodsham's leisure facilities in Helsby. And so one of the things that we have been doing over the last six, eight, nine months particularly is telling the officers in no uncertain terms that they cannot provide lesser facilities in volume terms in Frodsham than are provided in Helsby. And even saying that, bear in mind that Helsby is a little bit more than half the size of Frodsham. We're actually saying we accept the concept of the A56 leisure corridor. It makes sense that all Frodsham and Helsby's leisure assets are run together. But please don't expect the people of Frodsham to go to the gym at the far end of Helsby. If we're trying to have sustainable communities, we won't be able to walk to the majority of our leisure facilities. Specialist stuff like you know, rugby teams, yes, fully accept rugby should be in Helsby because that's where the centre of excellence is. Tennis, probably largely in Helsby. But we need court space within Frodsham ourselves. And so that's very much what we're pushing for. But at the same time, we're also saying to Cheshire West, you need a master plan for Frodsham join all the dots together, and that's what we've been pushing for. Uh, ironically, that was the very first conversation we had with the new chief executive yes. back in June of 2015. Yes. We're about, or our, our second new chief executive started yesterday. I am meeting him tomorrow, and that's going to be uh, probably number one on my agenda of things that I want to see. So, uh, un unfortunately, uh, you know, fraudulent and fair deal are... Uh, uh, are, are struggling, and we're, uh, we're we're hoping that a new chief executive might actually see the uh, the imbalance and uh, and start to uh, redress that. Che Cheshire West are also falling behind in relation to air quality and air quality monitoring. As most of you know, this is something being very close to my heart for many a long year now. It's one of the reasons why we have so many air monitors in and around Frodsham is because of this. I think Councillor Reynolds is absolutely spot on about the displacement of air quality issues. If we have an increase of traffic coming in and out of Church Street where we have similar canyon-like quality, that's what is described at the bottom of Fluing Lane, where the air is trapped, which is why we have an air quality issue. You could see a displacement issue taking place at Church Street, where all we do at Church Street, we increase the traffic, we increase the pollution. Now, not everybody can switch to an electric car or something of that order straight away, but there's an issue there. As indeed there's an issue about the whole of our road infrastructure in uh, Frodsham, it's not good enough. It's, we're calling for... Uh, this to be looked at on block. You can't just look at one bit of Frodsham without looking at the other because, as Councillor Reynolds has already pointed out, you will have knock-on effects one to the other. Cheshire West formally acknowledges that it is behind in relation to air quality. Um, well, one of the other things that uh, was, uh, was very disappointing on Thursday night was to be voted down in the council chamber uh, about an initiative that we were trying to bring around market towns. We won't, we won't. We didn't. We did. We didn't on the market towns. They voted us down. Well, okay. Well, I thought we um, won anyway. So uh, we've we've had Vanessa here tonight talking about the implementation of the parking um, restrictions and the charges and whether or not we'll get residence parking and the sixty pound permit that's coming our way. Uh, one of the fundamental flaws, in our opinion, about the whole approach to the strategy 
is that it has not taken account of the impact of this strategy in areas um, across the borough, including places like Frodham. Our attempt to bring a market town um, and a town centre uh, working group back into uh, existence at Cheshire Western Chester was so that we could actually start to look at the economic impacts of what's happening in retail and the importance of key elements like parking in you know, the future health of our high streets. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we were voted down. Right. Um, that's not happening now. They believe that the current, or the council believes that the current arrangements uh, that are in place will be adequate. But unfortunately, there is no arrangement in place for any of the rural and market towns. Only for uh, the big, the big city where the big regeneration schemes come up. Now, I'm, I'm sad enough to be up at godless hours in the morning when I drive to work. So I tend to be driving out of Frodsham at six o'clock in the morning and/or earlier. And what's interesting, when you look at the parking on Main Street at that time, over a third of the spaces are already taken. And if that's the case, which I believe it genuinely is, it would tend to suggest the flexibility that everybody's looking for on Main Street simply isn't there. We haven't got the capacity. Something else needs to be done. Um, I'm not asking for this policy to fail, but I have to say, if you were setting it up to fail, Cheshire West is probably going about it in the right way. And should we talk something much more pleasant, World War One? Uh, we will do, but we'll talk okay. about um, um, Castle Park, first of all, a bit, bit close to everybody's heart. At the excellent um, festival in the park, we took that opportunity to um, start talking to people about bringing back the Friends of Castle Park. Um, we've, we've had quite a, a, a journey on the governance and trying to get a lot more local control and management of the park. We're almost there now. And I would hope that probably everybody here is sort of aware of some of the um, sort of improvements that have already taken place, literally within weeks of having uh, that dialogue with our great tennis club over in Helsby. We've already seen big improvements to the tennis courts here, new arrangements for people to be able to book to play and make sure that they can get court space at the time that they want. Really, really positive, and we think that there is so much scope for. Uh, bringing a lot more of our community activity into the park so that the park doesn't just become that great and glorious backdrop but it, it becomes part of um, you know so, so many more groups in terms of what they're they're able to do so so we will um, hopefully in September be pulling together a, a, a sort of initial meeting for the for the new friends of Castle Park. And lots of you have noticed that there is uh, a sandbag emplacement at the top of uh, Fluid Lane. This is uh, a Cheshire West uh, creation. I gather there are three of them across the borough. We were fortunate enough to be selected for one. Uh, nobody told me what the words are across it. Somebody has suggested it's not armistice. It could very well be, but it's very hard to read. But I do think it's a very touching uh, memorial. I know that you're about to consider on your, your agenda whether you're going to have a thank you figure or what have you. We're also looking at providing a shadow figure in and around there. What's interesting though is your quote is less than the one that we've received. Um, so uh, I'm more than happy, you might, might come to you and say, we have two of yours um, and save 500 quid uh, by doing so. The houses are then there but not there. Indeed it is. Yeah, for, yeah, for, for, for those that went but didn't come home. That's right. Can I, can I ask um, why the one at uh, the beginning of our lane has not been done, that one? Wouldn't that look prominent when it's entering Frodham? I think one of the reasons that that was um, selected was it's quite a prominent, there's, there's quite a traffic flow, we have about 9,000 cars a day, 
uh, up and down the Kingsley Road, and it's the cl closest one to the access to the memorial. So you know, if you tootle up Manly Road, and then there's also the War Memorial um, at St Lawrence's and and uh, the there's Methodist a, Church. It was one in Northwich. Yeah. Identical to <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. No, I think they've done a lovely job on it. Okay, then. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We had the discussion, if you remember, at the town meeting, we put the display up and asked people to vote. The majority of people did vote for the soldier and a few people voted for the nurse. The suggestion was that we contact the medical centre to ask them if they'd be interested in purchasing a nurse to put in their garden area. Um, I did speak to a representative of the WI passing and spoke to her about it and that she thinks that they might be interested in having a suffragist but we'd have to look at where obviously where to where we would put it but you know council were going to look at whether they wanted to, to purchase one of these silhouette figures for the town what was the medical centre's response i haven't contacted them yet because i need to find out the new practice managers Anybody wants to make a proposal? Well, have we, what's our timescale on this? Do we know? I think you can order them now. Order them now, yes. Yeah. I'm not sure whether we'd have to apply for permission and get a licence to have them installed in the town. Yeah. I would certainly the, the soldier one, because I put a little poll on the Frodrum Facebook page. Um, the soldier one was by far the most popular. Yeah. And I suppose um, such a numerically but most of our war dead were probably soldiers. Well, there's quite a lot of support for the nurse. Right. Um, but we I think I think yeah. we probably do want to buy more than one. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we do need to think about where we're going to put them as well. I thought the soldier one might look quite nice outside the drill hall if mm. we can get Cheshire West permission to push it there. We have, perhaps where we used to have the phone box there. And say a nurse at the medical centre. Or quite as Councillor Dawson's thinking of going for the nurse, so we might need to consider the second one. Right. So, right. Yeah. Are you making that a proposal? I'm certainly happy to propose that we we buy the soldier one. Yes. I, I mean, if the WI would get a suffragette, I, I mean, I'm quite happy with that. But I, I would kind of. I know most of them were dead, were probably soldiers on the road, but I would like to say the same. Yeah. Probably the same. Mm. I mean, I, I think we did the right thing by going to the annual meeting mm. and taking the poll there, and I think we should take note of that because that was the opportunity for the people of Frodsham to make their vote. I think we take whatever the result of that was. I thought the nurse had done quite well when I was. There was, there were, I think there was only about 14 votes altogether. And I think it was nine for the, the soldier, and not one for the suffragist, and four, I think it was, for the nurse. 
Well, I think in which case we should go for the soldier. We should see whether the medical centre go for the nurse. And if they don't, we, then go for, we get the nurse. Well, Andrew, Andrew Dobson said he was getting the nurse, didn't he? No, no, he was getting the They were getting a different silhouette. Yeah. Oh, they get one of them there, but not their ones. No. But they were thinking that they might get to go the same route as us and get the nurse one from the British Legion. No. He said he personally quite liked the nurse. Yes. Because obviously Frodham Town Council has, right. has invested in the addition of the mm. name yes. of the Methodist Church, mm. right. which is... Yes, Councillor. <laughs> uh, just, just a quick aside, but um, the idea of the soldier and the nurse brings back memories of, um, of, of one of the in one of the large cemeteries in, uh, in France. Um, there was a soldier who was taken to the hospital and, and eventually died of his wounds. And the nurse who attended him, uh, they, married, they married before he died, but then she contracted tuberculosis and she died. But because of um, the way that the powers that be operated then, um, although they were husband and wife, he was buried in one part of the cemetery and she's buried in another part of the cemetery. And I think that soldiers and nurses go so intrinsically together in warfare that it'd be nice to see the two of them together somewhere in a, in a place in front of him rather than, rather than being separated. That's just my opinion. If I could just chip in, I do remember that we had a rehabilitation hospital, um, you know, just off Belmont Road, mm -hmm. um, you know, for more people returning, so... I think oh. that Belmont would be an excellent place. <laughs> 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 All right, then. Could we... Um, so to agree in principle that we will then we will buy two, two yeah. and then liaise with the World War One commemoration group as to where they might be located and which ones we go for. Yeah, right. Yeah. To find the, the yeah. best location for them. Yes. Were we looking for the medical centre to buy one? We were hoping that well, they Should we wait and see what the yeah. medical centre say before I we actually place them? But if we in principle agree to buy two? Yeah. In, in principle we will buy the soldier because that's the one that was voted for. The annual meeting. Well, it and wasn't voted for really, because it, it wasn't. We didn't have a formal vote. It was just, please express your opinion on the chart, wasn't it? Yeah. I know, but I mean, yeah. I, I took it as that was what was going to be considered. Yeah. I mean, you know. And if the medical centre say no, then we can consider the nurse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, just if we leave it till the next full council meeting, we're we're into September. Yeah. Yeah. End of September, aren't we? We're yes. pushing it by. Yeah. Do you want to delegate it to PMP? Yes, it'd be or better. Communities, or communities well, yeah. Why don't we just order Shall the soldier? Shall we just buy him? Oh, yeah, we'll have a soldier and the nurse, and then... It's well, one of those things. What happened to your penny pension? No, I mean, then they offer the opportunity to purchase it. Or donate towards it. Donate towards it, yeah. All right, come on, have we got a report on the seconder? Yeah, all right. I'm yeah. proposing we buy a soldier and a nurse. Right, I'll second it. Right. All those in favour of that? All right. Unanimous, thank you. Unanimous. All right. I'm 62 now. And then Dainty. we will still have need to decide where we're going to place them. Yeah. And I'll find out whether we need permission to do this. Right? Yeah.
I come now to 62, the town meeting, to note the rap minutes. I think the key thing that came out of the town meeting was the deja vu of Little Park. Do you agree? Oh, you weren't you there? Um, I think that um, you know um, the uh, that that was that was something which came loud and clear to me about the fact that uh, whenever we think we've consulted with people in Frontier, we've got to consult harder. Because it didn't come across that we had. No, but I think it, it was made clear that the consultation that was talked about was in 2015. No, it wasn't. It didn't make it loud and clear. Well, you might have said it loud and clear, but it wasn't clear. It wasn't in 2015. It's been more recent than that. And um, and you know the people the people there have always deserved proper consultation. I'm not, not disputing that, but I'm saying that the consultation that was referred to was done no. by uh, candidates for Waterside no, for the last election. No, it wasn't. Recently, up to uh, last, as, as, as the point of last year, ex-Council Poulton made a comment in this council meeting that he'd actually, that he'd actually uh, he'd, he'd conferred with his constituents about this issue uh, recently. And um, and you know, and it was pretty clear that the ones he hadn't consulted with the people who were who were represented there. Okay. Yes. Yeah, something mm -hmm. on that? Yeah, something noted. Yeah. Nothing been noted now? Yeah. Okay. I have no reports yet. Well I have I've got something to ask you um, as both mayor and as um, and as de deputy chairman. Yeah. Um, I would, uh, and uh, again, I've been approached by uh, residents regarding this who are not happy one little bit that we can't seem to get to the bottom of um, of the of, of, of this badge and whether it was purchased by Fatterini or what happened with it and how it has happened. And, um, and can I, I, think, I think can it's I, important. Councillor Reynolds, it's not on the agenda, so I'm not accepting it. Okay? That I got some right. changed. Uh, there's only my report on the agenda, and that will be dealt with just. I've no report at this moment. We come to 64, and that's councillors' reports for the outside bodies. Uh, um, we haven't got councillor Jones, so he isn't able to report back on the Rail Users Group. Councillor Martin. Martin on the no. Yeah, all I'd say about the protest thing is the same thing that Councillor Ashton's been saying for months, if not years, is that there's money there to go into communities if we're willing to apply for it. And I think as councillors, we want to see it come to Frodsham rather than in St Elton and Thornton Memorials. Uh, I think they've got £4,900 left until the next financial year. So if you know any community groups yeah. that want money, Make, make an application if you want me to help them with the forms, yes. I'll do that, it's not a problem. Uh, it could be anything, yes. anything they want money yes. for. It's, it's ongoing, it's ongoing. Yeah. They'll, they'll keep doing it, but they've got money now until the next financial year, and then there'll be more money then as well. But, um, the councils can't apply. Can we, um, yeah, you know, it's got to be uh, the community groups. Can we make sure that this flags this up on our website? Then? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. Have you anything? No. All right. 
Thank you. What about the Council Park, Park Trust? I didn't attend that meeting. No, I was in Benidorm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been useful to have had for more. Yeah. All right, now come to 65, the clerk's reports. I've got nothing to add, there's no information out of us. Right, okay. On the day to the next meeting. The 24th of September. Right. Yeah. And there's no confidential matters. And there's no confidential matters on 67. Alright. Thank you very much.